Coming up on today's show, we are back, and we're going to talk about the latest news and rumors. That's coming up today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to Traveling with the Mouse. Today is episode 320. We are more than halfway done with 2021. Man, time has just flown on by. 2021 and done. 2021 and done. So just popping in there is my co-host. First of all, I am Jason. I am the host of the episode, and I have two co-hosts. The first one is Adam. What's up, everybody? How have you been, Adam? Good. It is good to be back from our break, I'll call it. Yeah, our break. We we, we spent a lot of time together. You you were out. You were on like a vacation bender. You've been out and about. Yes. But no Disney. Yeah. No Disney. Yes. Today is the third day that I've been home this month. <laughs> so Wow. Exciting. Thursday. Yeah, the third day, yeah. You've been home three days. I don't know how many days the other co-host has been home, but that co-host's name is John. Simba one to Wilson Matua. Wilson, are you there? Over. Ah, <laughs> oh, you did get an Animal Kingdom reference. <laughs> an old one at that. that is an, an extinct old one. one. An extinct yeah. one, actually. <laughs> well. Reference. See if Jason knows where they come from. I have no idea. It's Animal one Kingdom. that we do almost every time we're at Animal Kingdom, I'd say. Is it the safari? Yeah. yeah. That's the back when they used to actually have a storyline to, to the safari. Yeah, you used to have to chase down poachers. Yeah, <laughs> something like. But that. we never caught him, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we we got little red back. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's yeah. all that matters. You always like to pick quotes that you want to say. I was like, I wonder if there's any good, inspiring quotes from the Disney CEO Bob Chapek. So I went googling, and you know how. Every one of these CEOs has these like inspiring quotes mm-hmm. that they can say on like a graduation speech or something like yeah. that. Yeah. All of the quotes that they have from Bob Chapek are totally Bob. The only money. one that's yeah. not just like him saying that Disney's going to make a lot of money is this one from two years ago. You won't feel like you're in a theme park. Bob Chapek. That's it? <laughs> Next time they do a construction, they'll just put that on the wall. Like, <laughs> you won't feel like you're in a theme park. I, I know the next time I go to Disney, I might not feel like I'm in a theme park anymore. I, I think it might be more cost advantageous to just go to Vegas and sit in a casino. <laughs> <laughs> sure. At least you stand the possibility of winning. In yeah. The, uh... <laughs> the possibility. Yeah. yeah. The possibility. So if I'm going to talk about a theme we may have for this episode before we've even gotten there, it's going to be a little bit of our theme of disappointment with how Bob Chapek is trying to push Disney fandom to the limits to see what we're willing to take and see what our breaking point is. I think that's where we're going to land. Yeah. Do we Do we agree? Well, in actuality, we they haven't found it yet because people will keep paying. A lot of people will complain, but they keep paying anyway, myself included. I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and say I'm not one of the above, but... What was that moment in Liar Liar where Jim Carrey picks his car up from the uh, impound? 
when he says that about that scratch on there. He's like, oh, that was already there. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> said, right. Because if I take you to small claims court, you're probably not going to show up. And then yeah. he starts talking about all that stuff. And he says, then I'm just going to sit here and piss and moan and take it up the tailpipe. That's pretty much what Disney right. fans are going to do. Yes. I mean, <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. But we don't ever talk with our wallets. But, I mean, that's the thing. They know they have us with our love for Disney and that, that we can't, like, do without it. So you're just going to have to put up with it. Uh, the casual fans will, will, yeah, the casual fans will break away. But the I got to be honest, it's not the same for me right now even. I, I, obviously, I'm still going to go at some point and... I just feel like I'm probably going to start doing stuff like staying off property because there's no advantage to staying on property currently, truthfully. Oh, but let's take that to our first news story. There is an advantage to staying on property, John. Oh, is there? An, oh, okay. If, if. Deluxe. You stay deluxe. Yeah. And what, what, what do you get? Starting October 1st, early park entry will give resort guests the first chance to enjoy select attractions at every theme park. That will happen for all resort guests. But in addition, guests staying at Disney Deluxe or Deluxe Villa Resort Hotels will also be able to enjoy extended evening hours on select nights in select theme parks. So extra magic hours are back, but only for Deluxe guests. Starting to feel a little bit of a Hunger Games theme kind of here. I mean, this is just, wow. They used this pandemic to their advantage, did they not? Let's just... Yeah. Bring only some of it back. Right. They used the time off, essentially, to retool all the things that they wanted to do, but didn't have the capacity to just change it midstream. So now that the pandemic's the perfect excuse to retool all the things they wanted to retool before. So what if now when they bring FastPass back, it's only for deluxe resorts? Oh, man. We haven't even gotten to that yet. That's going to be the worst. That's going to be the worst. Yeah. But yeah. extended evening hours for deluxe resort guests only. Does this make you entice you at all to want to stay at a deluxe more or less? Does that include DVC? Mm-hmm. Was- yes. So if I were to rent points, say, I yeah. would qualify for this. Yep. That's yeah, about that's- the most likely way I'm going to do that at this point. But yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say because the experience we had renting points for Oki West was good. You know, we that was a good experience, and I think that's the best way to do deluxe right now. Uh, I'll bring in another Bob Chapek quote. Are you ready? Yeah. Disney has repeatedly shown that it is exceptionally resilient, bolstered by the quality of our storytelling and the strong affinity consumers have for our brands. Yep. They know. <laughs> they can push and push and push, and we'll take it <laughs> to a good extent. All right, so so should we go to a happier story? Yeah, let's do that, because I'm getting bummed out. By the <laughs> way, I have I have two trips booked for Disney already. I have two Where, trips coming up. With, with what hotel? Well, one is off-site or off-property. It's the Hilton Bonnet Creek. The other is actually on-site, and we're staying at a Art of Animation family suite. So Which one? Well, or, or did you weird, take the pick anyone? <laughs> I was trying to do Lion King Suite, but as it was in my cart, someone booked it, and so I lost it, and now I'm, ha- I'm wow. stuck with a car suite. It mm-hmm. was sold out as as I was trying to book it. So, That's but I want to try to switch it to a Lion King Suite because that one was my preferred. But is this because you're going back to your childhood? 
Is that the reason? Well, why here's the thing I'm hoping, and I don't think this is going to happen, but I'm hoping that they'll do a passholder preview for Ratatouille, but I have a feeling that's not going to happen because ah. they want October 1 to be the opening date for it. So I don't think they're going to do a preview, but they might. Who knows with them? Probably not. It'll probably be paid. Yeah, they'll probably do a, a media preview of it, but they won't do, they may not do passholder, but anyway. All right, let's go to the happy story. All right, let's okay. go. The happy story is that Happily Ever After is back. Whoop. Did you guys watch it? I have watched it. Have. I'm, su- I'm surprised you haven't just driven down there to, to, to see it. He tried. I wanted to. I wanted <laughs> yeah. to. I couldn't get... Apparently, I could have park hopped over. But yeah. I've just been too busy to make it. And so I'm sad that I haven't seen it. That was always going to be how I was going to mark the end of the pandemic. I don't know when I'll get to see it, but I'm glad it's back. They've actually had some nights where Tinkerbell's been out there. It's a great show. I'm sad that it's going to disappear, possibly for a long time, starting in October. Yeah, like 18 months or something. Yeah. I think it's 18. So are you going to try to find your way to get to your happily ever after? Yeah, I need to get to my happily ever after. I I need to get down there. You got to do it. I don't know when, but I watched some of it live on the uh, first night from live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw some really good photos of it. Uh, Vicky Mouse, a challenge runner, has been posting some really good photos of Happily Ever After on uh, Instagram. If you guys want to check those out. I will. You know, I will say out of all of these shows that use the projection mapping, this one seems to fit it the best. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. this That show is elevated by that projection mapping sure you can watch yeah. the fireworks from afar but being on main street the full experience that's yeah yeah it's the music the projections and the fireworks together make yeah. it an awesome show yeah i'm one of those that feels like the projection mapping is a bit overused but this is a good use in mm-hmm. this show well if you think it's overused wait till the 50th show because it looks like it's just going to be projected on everything mm. anything with a surface is going to have a projection on it I still say that from what I've seen, when I, I've only watched the video, but that Secret Life of Pets ride out in California oh, for yeah. the Universal yeah. there. Have you yeah. watched that by chance? I did watch it since then. Yeah, yeah it looks really cool. It's good. I was going to say, that's like the best combination of all things <laughs> attraction-wise. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'll give them that. All right, so let me read a, a fun story for you. Okay, let's keep it fun. Let's keep it fun. Another story about dumb people at Disney. We keep that segment going quite often. Yeah, we should, yeah. Man arrested for climbing berm and sneaking into Magic Kingdom without paying for ticket or parking made quick change at Tony's. So Johnny Tran was arrested on May 23rd for trespassing and petty theft. Somehow he got free parking, must have parked at the Wave, and skipped out on a ticket. He went in on the path between the Magic Kingdom and the Contemporary Resort and went to the entrance of the bus driver's break room. He walked up the berm covered in foliage, scaled a fence, and then went in and got through one of the Magic Kingdom tunnels, uh, went through a cast member-only backstage area, and then ended up in Tony's Town Square where he tried to change his shirt, started walking up Main Street, and then was arrested. Yeah. Wow. So I'm wondering... At what point they noticed he was trespassing, I guess. It, obviously, they knew before then if he was arrested immediately. They saw him at some point. Yeah, I believe it said one of the security guards at the checkpoint between Contemporary and Magic Kingdom 
saw him like jump the fence or something. Ah. And then it also mentions security in plain clothes, which we know are out there, but there's there's probably more than we think. Oh yeah, that's why it's hard to do anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, because they're there all the time, and so yeah, we actually witnessed that one time, if you remember. Do you remember what was it? We were on boardwalk and that little girl like fell or something. And then like there was a cast member like seemed like they appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of those in street clothes. Like yeah. I was like, well, where'd they come from? <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're, they're pretty good at this. Yeah. It's amazing. I, w- I wonder how many people are actually there every day just walking around. But yeah, it, couldn't get away with it. Especially like, I think people saw him backstage as well. It sounded like, and then he tried to go to, you know, Tony's, which, Nobody just goes to Tony's for no reason. No, they don't. <laughs> you go there if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> well, a desperate fool at the end of his rope. <laughs> he didn't get a free day at Disney. And I know Bob Chapek will uh, prosecute him to the fullest letter of the law because there will be no lack of paying at Disney. Yes. No freebies. No mercy. <laughs> yeah. Another Bob Chavik quote for you today. (laughs) We're pleased to see more encouraging signs of recovery across our businesses, and we remain focused on ramping up our operations while also fueling long-term growth for the company. Yeah. So another thing that they've decided not to do this year is they've decided to make it two years in a row where Cinderella's Castle Dreamlights will not return for the 50th anniversary during Christmas time. So no Dreamlights once again this year cutting back because the power bill for that is the Griswold uh, house budget for <laughs> Christmas decorations. I don't know. Is Which is cheaper? Um, projection mapping or lights? I mean, they seem like they would both take a good bit of power. So. Well, the thing is, is how would they, can they drape the lights over all the weird ribbon crap they've put on the castle? That's a good point. Yeah. I was going to say, the one thing it does save them is time because it takes them quite a while to put the lights on the, the lights castle on. versus just shining lights on it so no crane picks this year so i guess that's a good thing right the yeah there's no crane, crane season for a week and a half i think the moat will be filled during the 15th anniversary i swear that moat's never full right <laughs> that's true hopefully they lack, will lack have of water yeah i want to see the swan boat come back for the uh, 50th so where's it gonna go i don't know <laughs> you're gonna be decapitated if you go under the hub so. it's like it's like a secret <laughs> tunnel <laughs> yeah it does like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway yeah. when you go through the screen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's some or sort of like special. Everybody effect. out of the boat, swim under. But but never yeah. fear, guys. I mean, I know we won't have the Christmas lights, but if you really want to experience Christmas at Disney World, yeah, you'll have your option starting November eighth and going through December twenty first on select nights. Instead of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, they will have this year Disney's Very Merriest After Hours. Lord. A special ticketed event. That's going to cost more than the Christmas party did. Yeah, from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. So you get to go all the way to 1 a.m. Where guests are able to enter at 7. Guests will be able to enjoy the Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks, characters, holiday music decor, special treats, and more. Holiday overlays will also return to some attractions. Limited tickets will be on sale in August. So... Yeah. For only $1,000 hard-earned money. Right. This is basically the Christmas party light, as they are doing with the Halloween party. But they're charging more for this than they did for the Halloween party. So Did they have the prices out already? 
Well, I'm just saying it will be. We know that. I mean, based on the prices of the Halloween thing, the boo, what's it called again? How much more was it versus the Mickey's Not So Scary? The ones in August you could get for like $79, and these are all like 100 and Now, this was last something. year. I mean, not last year, excuse Two me. Years I guess ago. it would have been 19. Yeah. Pre-COVID, yeah. Yeah, but you could still this... get under 80 bucks for the Halloween party. They also party back sold then. A, a, a season's pass to the Halloween party back in 19. That's true. I remember that. So what are we thinking, 125 Something like that. Isn't that what they are for the boo? Boo bash. Boo bash. So, uh, and a general admission is not required. I mean, I hope not, necessarily. Yeah, 129 Um, bucks for a boo bash. All right, let me read another uh, Bob Chapek quote. Or higher, by the way. Intent to visit at Walt Disney World is growing and is already flat with 2019, which is obviously our last pre-COVID year. So that's really good news for us. As capacity limits increase, we don't think we're going to have any problem at all sort of increasing our attendance to match that capacity. That is not Mm -hmm. something that keeps any of us up at night. Love these inspirational quotes from Bob Chapek. What what do you think the odds are that they make up for all of 2020 in like six months at this rate? <laughs> yeah, that's what they're going to try to do. <laughs> that's what it seems like is going to happen. <sighs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I, this Chapik era, I'm not, I hope it's shorter than the Iger era was. Because prices went up during Iger too, but it wasn't like... This is he's trying to do it all at once. <laughs> it's like well he's, well, he's ruining experience at the same time as bringing up prices. Like the experience isn't improving; the experience is right. worse and more expensive. Because I'm looking here at October seventeenth for the Boobash, hundred and fifty nine dollars a ticket. This is more than general admission <laughs> for the day. Like why why would you pay for a three hour event? I mean, I know it's kind of apples and oranges, but their closest competition seems to be handling it a little better. What, the, I mean, as far as the um, Horror Nights thing? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm just talking about in general. Now, don't get me wrong. They can't afford to charge Disney prices and get away with it. But it just seems yeah. like the guest experience part they're actually focusing on is what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad to watch. Let's talk about something positive that came back then. Okay, let's do. Let's go we back need... to some positive. Yeah, we got to keep going back to positive because... Because if we keep floating back to negative... Yeah. Ohana is open. Yes. And surprisingly, the breakfast is cheaper. And, right, because uh, there's no characters. There's That's no the characters, but it seems like breakfast is fine. The noodles are back at dinner, and they have a few new dishes. Basically, from what I've heard, the universal ideas there's no skewers so people are like ah no skewers i don't know why that's such a big deal but apparently the shrimp casserole is awful everything else is good i was wondering how that was because it didn't look great i saw pictures <laughs> of it and i'm like uh just the uh, just the name you know shrimp casserole doesn't sound appealing so that's the general consensus is that the shrimp casserole is awful yes the general consensus so far I have an Ohana booked for a couple of weeks from now, but I have the worst possible time. <laughs> so, what time would that be? It is nine fifty-five p.m. Is all Good I could get. Good night. That's all I could get. I wouldn't even have booked that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I booked it in the hopes that I could modify it, but it's just not. It's not going to happen. I don't think. Well, if in the future you want to eat at Ohana, apparently they don't have a date yet, but the dining plan's going to come back. So. Yeah, I've heard that they expect it to yes. be in the fall. How much more are they going to charge 
per meal for the dining plan when you work it out. I'm sure it's going to be higher <laughs> because, you know, JPEG. How many hidden upcharges will there be? Like the dining plan includes all your food unless you decide. You add alcohol or other things, right? Well, yeah, when they, when they brought it out, you got a alcoholic beverage with your sit-down meals. Yeah. Well, they quickly the scuffed out. But, I mean, the dining plan really wasn't, like, a major deal. I mean, when I say that, I mean, like, an actual deal. Anyway, it was prepaid meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, I mean, there was a way you could work it to get a little bit of an advantage out of it, but nothing like back in the day. Yeah, not now. Not the last iteration of it. But I'm just no. going to say it's going to be even higher than it was before. That's almost a guarantee, don't you think? It's got to be. Everything's higher than it was before. Well, here's the thing. If it's one of those things where they're just going to hope people don't do the math. <laughs> I mean, because right. if it's going to cost you more to get the dining plan, there's no point to it. People will still do it. People love the freaking dining plan. Well, again, well, don't we think, yeah. though, free dining is definitely gone now forever, right? They're never going to oh, I'd Free back. everything is gone. What do you mean? Well, there I mean, is no that free. little offer they always did where it was free dining. They were trying to phase it out, but now you know good and well they're never going to do that again. I don't think it's very likely. I think one of the reasons that they did the free dining when they did, you notice it was usually in the fall. It was so mm-hmm. that the hotel, like the money side of the hotels looked better. Right. The last iteration of it was only if you're staying at like deluxe could you get the regular dining plan on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but not, you know, it was like select days, you know what I'm saying? And then the yeah. the moderates were like the val- the snack plan <laughs> whatever it was you know what i mean so they, yeah. they were trying to get rid of it anyway and there's eight rooms per resort that are allotted for this discount so if you don't immediately book it you you lost it so <laughs> see the way i always looked at the dining plan though was i was like okay i'm gonna go and i'm gonna pay for my food the way i I'd order the way i normally would right and then when I come home, I'm going to compare it against what it would have cost me to do the dining plan. And every time I came out better paying out of pocket. <laughs> yep. So. Well, the other thing that gets me is you, you're prepaying your meals, but yet when you get there, you still got to do gratuity on top of what you ordered. And if you wanted alcohol at this point, you had to add that on. So you're still paying. You're not, you're not like you're paying for some of it ahead of time, but then you have to finish paying for the rest of it when you're there. So it's like, it's just like the illusion of buying something on credit, I guess. I mean, don't get me wrong. Credit's how, how you manage it, but it's, it doesn't feel real, I guess, whenever you buy it in advance. I think that's what people like about it. Right. It tricks you into going, yeah, I'll get the, you know, whatever the most expensive entree is because you feel like you're getting the value out of your, what you already paid. Right. Well, other things that have opened, or reopened or changed. Yeah. Casey's Corner is back. That's so. right. People are going crazy really over the um, corn dog the nuggets. Hours. Right? <laughs> huh? I was going to say the hours. I saw a complaint about uh, it's like oh, okay. Magic Kingdom is open till 11. Why is Casey's closing at 7? You know, I've seen that complaint. Yeah, because that's what you're supposed to do at the end of the night is get a hot dog as you're leaving. Yeah. That was what we did. I, I think it's staffing issues, but just Usually. to remind you, um, I'm looking at the some they. I'm looking at a website that did a review. You know how much they're charging these days for a chili cheese hot dog? Ugh, 
Like seventy-eight dollars. I don't know. Twelve dollars. Eleven dollars and forty-nine cents. Oh, that was yeah. almost there. <laughs> Sounds about right. I, I only overshot it by a little. Yeah, but it comes with a side of French fries. Oh, okay. Even better. You can get a brownie for four dollars and twenty-nine cents. I was gonna say, can't you can't you do better at a Braves game? Mm, for a hot dog, probably about the same. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I would say it's about the same, but probably uh, foot long at Braves. This is not a foot long. How much yeah. is the? It doesn't Casey's have a foot long? They, they did. Do. They oh, used they to. Do, yeah. mm. I don't know, but I kind of want a Casey's hot dog now. Now I really just want to go down there and have a Casey's hot dog and watch the fireworks. Like, how's can I make that a day trip? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to eat your hot dog before seven. And then you can sit around and watch the fireworks and then leave. I was going to know gotcha. if you have to choose between eating at Casey's or making your mortgages. <laughs> yeah, those are those are the two. Yeah. <laughs> Other things that have also opened, Sunshine Seasons was already open, but it's no longer mobile order. Mobile order's gone. It's uh, cafeteria-style operations. So they don't have mobile order at all? No mobile order at all. Not even as an option? Not Why even as an you- option. Why would you take options for mobile order away? That makes no sense. Well, because you can walk up everywhere there. I, I think the mobile order was a little too restrictive there because maybe I think they had limited choices too. Now probably all the different options are available because you've had, what, three or four different choices, like counters you could walk up to. Right. And so now they probably are all open again. Which, to me, I think is better. It makes it more efficient because you can walk in there and actually look at what you want to order rather than having to pre-order it. You couldn't even walk in there except to pick up your food. So at least now you can walk around and look and decide what you want, which I think is better. So. And yeah. one more note on food that I wanted yeah. to bring up. Starting this week, July 16th, maybe by the time this comes out, uh-huh. the wave is closing to be refurbished. Yeah, uh, this is interesting. But the breakfast is staying. Yeah. So you can still make a breakfast reservation, but you have to do so at the California Grill to get the Wave breakfast. What you're telling me there is you can still have breakfast, but it's at the California Grill, but it's the Wave menu. Yeah, cool. or probably a, a reduced menu too, but my guess. But that actually would be a cool breakfast, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would do it. I would actually go to that breakfast because I like the way food at breakfast. Like, they have really good food. And you can't beat California Grill as far as the... And I'm assuming they'll still do the bottomless mimosas, so... Oh, yeah. I started to say, I was like, are they going to have a breakfast version of the old-fashioned? So I'm going to do bottomless mimosas (laughs) at the California Grill. I got a Casey's Corner hot dog and a fireworks show. I'm working out my trip right now. (laughs) So you got a full day. You got to get there for breakfast. Then you got to have Casey's fireworks. What are you going to do for lunch? Is Casey's... Uh, Skipper Canteen. Skipper Canteen. Okay, that's that's a good choice. There you have it. That's your new favorite place at Magic Kingdom, isn't it? It's the only good (laughs) sit-down. It's it's the only good place, period. I mean... I was going to say, it's the only place at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. 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 Like there's other places that are passable, uh, you know, Columbia Harbor House is passable. Uh, I, if you're in the right mood, Liberty uh, Tree Tavern is definitely yeah, passable. It's, it's good. Like, it's good. good. It's good. Cinderella. Uh, you have to be in the. good actually. Yeah, but you it's have to be to in get. the mood for Thanksgiving food at Liberty Tree. True, and you have to be really lucky to be able to get 
Central's Royal Table, so. Yeah. And it's if you do get it, it is excellent food, and it's expensive, but it's excellent food. But I would put everything else near crap. I mean, Pecos Bills, you you can eat, but it's not something that I'm going to go seek out. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not really a quick better. service. There's not really a quick service that you just, like, have to go get. Well, I guess you were just talking about Casey's, but... There's not one in particular that you just have to have, right? I mean, the only have to have is the egg roll stand. Yeah, and they'll you know they're nine dollars for two egg rolls. Oh, spring rolls, I should say. They're not that big. Nine bucks for two of those is insane. One that I've never done, but I've wanted to, just because I've been intrigued by it, is the Plaza Restaurant. Have either are either of you eaten there? I have not recently, and I've been wanting to, but haven't done it. I've always thought about it, and then I always choose something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of hard to get a reservation there at times because it is, of the seating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had it a couple of years ago, but we ended up switching it to Liberty Tree Tavern instead for lunch. And uh, it was fine, but... I mean, it looks, it's mostly like sandwiches, but it looks like they're right. like gourmet sandwiches. I mean, it looked like yeah. they're good sandwiches. Yeah. I wanted to eat there. My wife didn't. So we ended up at Liberty Tree. <laughs> so that was a couple years ago. So there's a bit of concern out there that we might be needing masks indoors again uh, because of the Delta variant. Yep. If you haven't been watching the news, a lot of southern states where people are not getting vaccinated have had outbreaks of the Delta variant because it's highly contagious. It's highly contagious and you can get a vaccine just going into just about any grocery store or pharmacy or Braves game and people just won't do it. So they're getting COVID and this is getting us back to a positivity rate where the Orange County mayor is now recommending individuals to return to wearing masks indoors. Uh, we'll see if that actually changes for Disney. I, unless they require it, I doubt they're going to reinstitute the mask policy at this point. Yeah. I will definitely keep an eye on that, though. So Disney is full steam ahead. Yeah, is- it sure seems that way. Do we have any idea what the numbers in the Orange County? I mean, he said it was back to what do they call it high risk or something like that was it the name of the level yeah i think it's the positivity rate has spiked to 5.99 percent so it's above a five percent positivity rate on cases no okay that is not great i would still go i think uh i know our kids would be at more risk but i think i would still go because when we go we our kids wear masks the whole time while they're at disney Still, until they're vaccinated, we're going to have them wear masks. Yeah. And my kids willingly wear them, so they're okay with it. No concerns on your upcoming trip because of Delta variant, Adam? Not right now, but like you said, I think I'll still have my kids wear masks, at least indoors, but maybe not as much outdoors, but just depends on Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal outdoors. I mean... We'll They're going to be too hot, way too hot outdoors. Yeah. We'll see how the crowd level feels when we get there, though. Yeah. I'm going to say, what's it look like in Philadelphia? <laughs> I would have them wear a mask at Happily Ever After because that's shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, you know it will be. Yeah, we'll see how we handle that. 
Happily COVID after. Oh. So an- another quick note on things that have gone away and will eventually come back. When the Polynesian Village Resort uh, opens on July 19th, there will not be a monorail station. It's not done yet. Yeah. It didn't look like it was close to being done, but yeah, it's like, okay, the resort's open, but you got to take a bus now to the Magic Kingdom? I I have not seen anything really all that appealing concerning the Polynesian in quite some time, especially given that they didn't discount anything during this time period. I guess they feel like they didn't have to, but I have not found it to be that appealing to stay there. I mean, it hasn't tempted me at all. I mean... I don't know. I want to see, I'm curious to see whenever this station's complete. I want to see that and everything, but I, there's nothing that they're doing that's, that makes me want to say, hey, I want to stay there for $1,000 a night. I mean, right. Right. That's the what thing. about the extra magic hours you would get? Yeah. For $1,000 a night? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know, I know it's not literally $1,000 a night, but as far as like looking, there's a, they're pretty expensive. I, no, I don't think that would, I don't think that would tempt me either. By the way, is it just me or is Disney's creative department like getting like slacking when it comes to naming these things? Like they just put, oh, it's Mickey's not so scary after hours or something. I don't know, Boo Bash after hour. I mean, they put after hours behind everything. It's like, I feel like creative is going down the toilet as far as trying to think of a name to call something. Creative is expensive, John. Yeah. Oh. You just let Bob. <laughs> let Bob and his wit come up with stuff. I was like, we'll just put everything something after ins- hours. Inspirational. <laughs> it's like you just name something and you put after hours behind it. And that just indicates what it really is. And that's all that's needed. Well, it's Nothing just special. Call it what it actually is. The Bob Chapik money grab. Uh, I'm sure. Bob Chapik sure. money grab. You know, he sees he, the parks as a wind tornado with uh, money flying everywhere. And he's just grabbing it. You know what? What, what gets me <laughs> is because he's a nice guy and everybody likes him. Josh Tomorrow's he ends up looking squeaky clean, but I guarantee you he's not. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, whenever Josh becomes CEO, he'll be the most loved CEO, but he'll still raise prices. Like that's what they all do. Yeah. But by the time he's CEO, the Polynesian will be seventeen hundred dollars a night for a standard room. So uh, it's well, it's well ahead of inflation. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it is. I don't have another great inspirational Bob Chapik quote. I think I've really worn them out. I feel like we've taken everything inspiring and found a way to make it depressing, actually, no matter what it was. <laughs> I don't think there was anything inspiring in his quotes. I mean, it's all, we're going to make more money with me here. Yeah. That's the gist of it, yeah. So I'm curious as to how everybody feels about Michael Eisner right about now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Remember when they were, when they did the history and Eisner had like that period where everybody's like really liked him and then he sort of veered downhill. I don't think they're ever going to have that with Chapik. It's just going to be well. There's nowhere to go but up for him. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. I was growing a little tired of Iger and the way things were going, but at the same time, I didn't think Chapik was the guy. I mean, the only thing he had going for him is his name was Bob. Apparently, I mean, yeah, okay. Was, Bob, Bob. Yeah, his name's Bob. Let's go to Bob, Bob. Bob, Bob, blah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, before we get to the final, I would call it, uh, Bob Chapek depressing news story of the week, Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about one more positive thing, and that is that there has been a Parkeology completion. 
<gasps> out in California, right? Out in California. Oh, Rich Hurt, friend of the show, completed all 50 rides on July the 2nd at Disneyland Resort, a oxygen-free run. Congratulations to Rich. This is the first completion since COVID of any kind. Uh, and he completed both Parkeology and Ride Every mm-hmm. versions at the same time. So, I mean, big accomplishment. I know that uh, Disneyland is supposedly the easier, but right. still. How did he handle the boarding groups? He got one and was able to get the second one at one. Did he get Spider-Man first or did he get Rise first? He did Rise first. Oh, yeah, Rise first. And then Spider-Man at one. So it can be done. That's good. Mm -hmm. It's just nice to see somebody prove that it's still doable as far as at least some version of the challenge, right? So. Yep. So how much time did he have left to spare? I don't remember what time the park closed, but he got on the last ride, I think, at 9.13 p.m., and I think he got in line after nine, so it's probably he probably had till ten, I would think. His yes. last ride was the Casey Junior Circus Train. Gotcha. So he had he had a little bit of time to spare when it was all said and done. Yep. So congrats to Rich. I'm excited somebody completed. I can't wait for the day that Disney World is all is back on the table. We'll see if that's ever gonna be the case. If it ever is. <laughs> So, Jason, what are the odds you're going to go out to California and do the California Challenge? (laughs) Uh, Right now, very low. I don't have the time. But here's the thing that's going to kill the Disney World if this comes to fruition. And the rumor is, is this is going to come to Disney World. A few days ago, Disney announced an exciting new offering at Disneyland Paris. I wouldn't say exciting. Yeah, well, it's going to really revolutionize the theme park experiences, as Bob Chapik might say. It's going to create a better experience for our guests and how they will empty their pocketbooks. So Disneyland Paris is going to get rid of free FastPass and introduce Disney Premier Access. Not to be confused with the Disney Premier Plus or whatever it's called on Disney Plus. Like you said, they're not really into naming things these days. It's just slap premiere and after hours on everything. Uh, Disney's premiere access. The way this is going to work is it's going to be super simple. It's going to be really easy for everybody to understand. You know, my six-year-old will get it. Number one, there will be a standby line. So if you want to go ride a ride, you walk up to it and you get in line. That is unless the line is more than 30 minutes long. If that's the case, then you need to get on your app, find a standby return time that will be a 30-minute window on when you can come back and get in the standby line. Okay? All right. Boo already. Yep. You have to... This will be a free option. So it's basically you can wait in line until it gets to 30 minutes, and after that it goes into a virtual queue system where you queue to go get in a 30-minute queue and then ride the ride. So this okay. is more about trying to keep Q's lines down. That's that's obviously yep. what that's standby. about. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that, that standby pass will be how you get on rides. If you pay the full ticket price to get into Disneyland Paris, that's going to be the way you get on most of the popular attractions. Unless you don't want to wait in line. And if you don't want to wait in line, you typically would have gotten fast pass. But that's not what we're going to use now. We're going to use Disney's Premier Access. 
And you might say, well, what is Disney's Premier Access? Well, it's the option to go straight to the front of the line. You get in the fast pass queue. You skip all those schmucks that uh, decided to wait in the standby boarding group pass or whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. All you have to do is log in, select a, a return time, and then pay, depending on the the uh, crowdedness of the day, anywhere from 8 to 15 euros per person per ride Yikes. to ride the attraction Yikes. at the front of the line. So I wonder if you have a three-year-old who are, are, are younger and they're free, do they just include them? <laughs> I guess they I would assume they would get included uh, for now until Chapik realizes what a moneymaker that is. Yeah. Uh, yes. Speaking of which, if you do have a three-year-old, they are making changes to, to uh, Rider Switch. Rather than bringing two folks back on on Rider Switch, it's now only one. Yeah, of course. Dang it, Fiegel. So this is, you know, once someone's, once Chapek sees, like, someone carrying a one-year-old in the park, I'm like, wait, that, that one-year-old doesn't have a ticket? What happened? Oh, uh, it's free for three and under. <gasps> what? That's a huge source of revenue we're overlooking. And then yep. now your six-month-old gets charged 139 bucks to go in the park. Well, let's not, let's not jump anyway. too far ahead. Let's stick to Sorry, the fact that we're now going to have to pay 8 to 15 euros or per person per ride. You can book up to 12 people at a time. Uh, for a ride you can only book the same ride up to three times during a day but you can do this really as much as you want overall i believe because you're just paying so family of four you want to ride hyperspace mountain uh, on a not busy day that would be 40 euros if you want to on a busy day that would be 60 euros 60 euros to ride a ride after already paying what is that like 130 bucks just to get into the park yeah there's nothing confusing about this system at all no nothing confusing at all the attractions that you can spend money to ride uh, at Disneyland Paris include Big Thunder Hyperspace Mountain Peter Pan's Flight Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast Star Tours Autopia Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and Ratatouille could you imagine paying 60 bucks to ride Autopia? Yeah. <laughs> no. God. Which Not 60 insane. bucks, 60 euros. Right? right. Yeah, that's Which even is... more than 60 bucks. <laughs> I think at the minimum price, $8 is nine fifty conversion rate. So current conversion rate. The rumor is that this will replace FastPass at... Walt Disney World as well. That is also the speculation. And I'm going to tell you, this is the thing that might get me pretty close to the edge or push me over. Like, this is atrocious. So if they did do this at Disney World, I don't think they would... Like, rides like Barnstormer and Dumbo and Mermaid would probably just do away with FastPass altogether, wouldn't you think? They wouldn't implement this... Where you're paying $8 per person to get on Journey of the Little Mermaid. Well, it seems as though their objective in this is to try to hopefully keep queues shorter on the more popular attractions. So they're going to probably do it based on what they think. And not only that, capacity and um, ride time is probably going to be factored in as well. 
I would say, like, Magic Kingdom, you would have, of course, the mountains, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Peter Pan, those kind of rides that get the long waits. They would implement this, but something like Small World would probably just stick to standby, wouldn't you think? I mean, I, I can't imagine they would have people paying $8 or whatever, $10 per person to ride Small World. <laughs> You know, it just seems like a really, it doesn't make sense. Or the carousel, you know. Harrison would do it. Well, I mean, he would, he doesn't have 10, well, I guess he technically does, but. I'm just saying he would do it. Yes, he, of course he would, because he thinks money is just infinite, you know, at his age. <laughs> and, small, and, he, and he also thinks small art is awesome. Right. For now, he'll, he'll grow out of it. You hope. But um, <laughs> he will. But I, I'm just thinking, like, Disneyland Paris, you could only do Fast Pass for a handful of attractions anyway, and it seems like this is what's replacing it. Whereas Disney World is very, very different because you could have gotten a Fast Pass for everything back in pre-COVID, you know. Pretty much everything had a Fast Pass option, even shows, which didn't make any sense. <laughs> but they were just using it as a way to spread out the, the Fast Passes. So how are they going to implement this? In Disney World. My hope is that they just go back to the old system because... Yeah, I hope so. I would say that's the one glimmer of hope that we have is that Disney World is so different than the rest of them. It is harder to implement something like this at Disney World, I think. Well, they had an opportunity to do this at Disneyland and didn't. So there's that. Yeah, um, which hopefully they won't. Well, again... It was closed for so long. They, they, they did have the right. chance. You're right. Right. That's what I mean. I mean, it was closed for a lot longer. We, you know, we can't forget that all that talk about, you know, all, or all the planning that went into the Disney Genie has not just disappeared. I guarantee you that's still coming. So I feel like that's still probably going to be factoring into what they do when FastPass returns. To how, what they're going to use, I don't know. I find it hard to believe it's going to be exactly this system, but what they do is... It's going to probably have fees involved. I'll put it that way. To, I don't think it's going to be as severe as this. I, I really would right. hope not. But I think the only, the only thing that would make me go, okay, this is not terrible, is if they had the old fast pass system back, and then they just added another layer to it, to where if you want, because most people complained about the hard to get attractions. If you didn't know when fast pass dropped. Right. Or whatever. This would be an extra option to say we're going to reserve ten percent of the fast passes for a higher tier. That if you get there that day and you want to ride Slinky Dog, and you don't have a fast pass for it, you can just buy one. That would be a better solution to me for certain attractions. But just leave the old system the way it was for everything else. See, that's just it, though. The old system the way it was. Disney doesn't care about the people who had it figured out. Of course, yeah. that it was didn't the benefit who were complaining them. Complaining that they yeah, couldn't get that Slinky Dog or right. Seven Dwarfs that Mine didn't Train, them. You know. right? Right, because people still complained about no matter what. But. Exactly, but I'm just so, saying it would give the people who are complaining the option to pay to get the fast passes for the bigger attractions, but it would still give the other people like us, the who know how to use the system, the opportunity to still. Use it. All I know is if they do something similar to what they're talking about in Disneyland Paris, instead of saying, uh, hey, kids, which three fast passes do we want to start with? It'll be like, hey, kids, which three rides do you want to do today? 
and that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it just ruins it. I mean, it, it's such a blatant money grab. I know that Universal has a skip the line pass, but it is a one-time fee. This is All right. We are going to go back to the way Disney was when it opened, a ticket system, but we are going to also make the front gate fees astronomical too. 100 plus. Yeah. If you if you do implement this system, what do you do with all the fast pass queues that every ride has now? <laughs> like I mean, Homer can use them. This one just sits so wrong with me. Maybe because we knew the system so well. Mm-hmm. But there's not going to be a way when I go with our family to make an efficient day anymore. Yeah, not if they do this system. I, I sure hope they don't. But It's definitely yeah. not cost efficient. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing that also makes me angry is I'm going to be there. And we are going to want to leave, and we're going to have kids breaking down, and they're going to be like, we have to ride Test Track. And I'm going to drop 50 <laughs> bucks to ride Test Track. Yeah. You know we will. You know it's going to happen. Right. And I'll be angry with myself for doing it. Right. Especially after you drop the 50 bucks and you get all the way to the front of the line, it starts raining, and they're like, <laughs> we have to stop the ride. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we ended this on a high note. Yeah. Um, hey, here's one. On, a, on, a, on an uplifting note. <laughs> oh. <laughs> here's one. The, have you guys seen the new J- Jungle Cruise at Disneyland? How how they... Oh, I haven't watched like that yet, no. Just about everything's done. They even released some behind-the-scenes stuff of how they did it. The coolest scene to me that they've added is the monkeys in the boat and the animatronics. But it made me think, how are they going to do this in Florida when it rains so much? Are these like super weatherproof animatronics that are never going to break down because of being rained on constantly? Because <laughs> in California, you don't have to worry about that so much. But I was just curious. Was it, how was it a big problem before? I mean, because they had a lot of animatronics outside. Yeah, they had a few. But I mean, like, I guess you're right. I mean, as far as like the, the elephants and the hippos and everything are out there. but Well, I mean, they have other rides with animatronics outside, too. Yeah. I mean, not a ton of them. I guess How they sophist- don't move that much either, yeah. How sophisticated is uh, Squeaky, or am I saying his name right? From uh, on Slinky Dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wheezy. You mean Wheezy? Wheezy, yeah. I, was, I, I don't know why I can't <laughs> like think of Squeaky. Name. Wheezy. Yeah, Wheezy. Yeah, Wheezy. Uh, he doesn't work half the time either, but... <laughs> yeah, it's more a nice surprise when you get on and you're like, oh, he's working. Right, usually, yeah. Because last time we wrote it, he was working. It's like, oh, he's actually working. You got me thinking now about the number of uh, attractions that have outdoor animatronics now. Yeah. I guess I guess some of the features of Big Thunder Mountain would be that they're not very sophisticated, though. Like the guy in the tub. Yeah. Nice. It's not an animatronic, but the uh, the train set in Epcot almost never works outdoors. <laughs> That's true. There's, there's always some guy having to go out there and like put it back on the track. You know, I'm trying to think. They don't have very many things that have animatronics outdoors, do they? Huh. That's what I was thinking, just because of the weather in Florida. It's a lot more harsh on anything. So I have I mean, a feeling some... these monkeys, whenever they debut, are going to break down a lot. Well, that's just it. But they obviously water does not affect some of them because there's a lot of them in the water at on that attraction. So that's not really a big deal. That's true. Maybe I'm overreacting. Well, 
Maybe, but I have one last thing to remind you that Chapik said before we wrap up the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember when he told us that uh, Splash Mountain is 60 years old? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yes. That is kind of sad. The movie? Ten, ten <laughs> years, yeah. ten years older than the park. It was there when the park was built. Like, they built yeah. the park around Splash, Splash Mountain. Mountain. They just didn't reveal it. It had, I guess they had a... A show building was the sky blue or no well, sea green painted. And... must have been totally invisible for a number of years because that was a pretty uh, wide open space there. <laughs> Maybe well, they should adopt that same sort of technology for the harmonious barges. They just had a scrim up, John, and it just looked like the background of just nothing being there. They just had a scrim over it. Ah, uh, yes, that's what it Back was. Back in the day. It was no sea <laughs> wilderness Right, was the name of the color. <laughs> I'm going to tell you where my limit is in case you're listening, JPEG. Okay. I'll tell you where I'm definitely not going back. If you charge me to ride the Skyliner, I'm out. Oh, right. <laughs> or the monorail. Okay, Skyliner matter. is the best free ride there, right? Yeah. All right. He's already letting the monorail stay probably 10 years past their, uh, their date of needing to be yeah. re- replaced at this point. That, those, those, that line has been in service for like gosh 50 years oh, yeah, but I'm talking about has it not been 50 years the monorail I'm talking what are you about, talking not about the actual cars it's oh been yeah since those 91 yeah. right yeah 89 so to 92 I think or somewhere in there so the oldest any possible car that they have there is going on 30 years old they're over 30 years old yeah Versus the last time, it didn't even make it to 20 years old before they replaced them. Correct. So, Well, I will be excited to ride the monorail again without all the partitions up and everything next time we're there. Yeah. That'll be good. It is fun. Monorail's great, even if it's old. Still great. It's kind of cool to see something and be like, I rode this when I was a kid, and it looks the same. You know, it's exactly the oh. same train as when I was a kid. You know, it doesn't look exactly the same though. Well, they've refurbed the inside of some of them. True. Actually, they've uh, the doors. No, with those same. with those cars, didn't they see that? Yeah, they used to have those like leaning things in the middle. They took out those out at some. Yeah, point. the the chairs that would fold out, or the seats that would fold down. Yeah, right. Something like didn't, that. Something no, like I don't that. think there were seats. There were you literally you could just lean on it or sit up in the middle of that. It was like thing a padded, lo- yeah, it was padded. Yeah, it was just yeah. padded, but it was still a, a thing you could lean on in the middle. They yeah, took I that guess. out just so they could jam more people in. Though that was the main motive <laughs> for that, or jam strollers and and wheelchairs and things in because it was yeah, that more too. Room. It probably made it more awkward. Yeah, true. But it also does what I say if there's a car or a section without a wheelchair or a stroller. Well. Maybe you can come back with a trip report that restores our faith in the magic. Because I feel like it is not... Uh, it's, it's The money grab is wearing on me. It is. I think it's wearing. I mean, it we is. talked about this, me and you, Adam, separate of the show, of just how it's really, really put a sour taste in my mouth. Oh, I agree. It is. It's one of those things where... At this point, I'm probably still going to go, obviously, but I'm probably going to be making a lot more cost-cutting decisions, we'll say, as much where I can, for me. That's just the way I'm viewing it. 
You see what I mean? I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna try to cut where I can because they're increasing in other areas. <laughs> One of them being, can... I just I can't get over what they're charging per night for any of the hotels versus what I could get just not too far away. You know, that's some, that's another thing I'm having trouble with. But right, and the thing is, is we all know I'm someone who can spend some money at Disney, and I have no qualms about doing it. I think they haven't considered the fact that they're trying to squeeze as much money out of the people who are ready to give them that one more dollar that there are the folks that were already giving them a bunch of dollars. They're like, yeah, I don't think so anymore. And, and see, even with me, it's not really ever been so much as how much I'm spending as much as it is. What am I getting for what I'm spending? You see what I mean? That's more what I've always been. It's it's like a lower quality product for more money is the thing. Right. Yep. That's the the goal. Cut everything. And I guess in a way, it. this is where kind of like staying at the poly all those years, Adam, kind of works against the poly for me because I'm like, I look at just how not different some of the stuff is yeah. compared to what it was when I paid two hundred dollars a night. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And it wasn't and now that it's, long And now ago. it's like. Yeah, and now it's like three to four times that, and I'm like, yeah. what? And, and it's I'm the not... same experience, yeah. Right, it's the, the experience itself is not that much different. For someone yeah. who's been around long enough to know that, they they see that it's kind of hard for them, <laughs> you know. Right. So, it does not justify an eight hundred dollar a night stay for for yeah. the same thing you got get fifteen years ago for three hundred dollars a night. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. if someone had not been there or stayed there 20 years ago, they wouldn't know the difference, right? So they don't know right. any better. Right. So, but I just, that's, it, I have a hard time thinking $800 for any hotel room, like a standard kind of hotel room, is worth it anywhere. Like, where on earth is 800 bucks a night for a standard room acceptable? <laughs> where on I earth? Mean, it would have to be. One of the swankiest. Like, I would be much... Yeah. If I'm going to spend 800 bucks a night, I'd much rather stay at... Uh, what's the one there in Golden Oak? That one? The Four Seasons? The Four Seasons. I'd rather yeah. stay there. Right. Because well, I think there is gonna, there's just going to be an gonna... elevated level of luxury compared to what you're going to get at 800 bucks a night at the Poly. Well, let, let's, let's just make this comparison. Adam, I'll say this because I know you've looked at them. So you can consider this. What what do you think you get for say five hundred dollars a night at Disney versus what you would get for five hundred dollars a night at a Universal Hotel? Oof, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, you're right. So far, what kind, I mean, not only what kind of space and um, amenities, other than price. location. Yeah, you know, being on Disney property, that's the. Well, that's what they feel yeah. like. That they feel like you're going to pay anything for the location. And, you know, that especially when you start taking the perks away of staying at a hotel for, like, the extra magic hours part, for instance. Yeah. It's, people are going to start, there are, there, there's going to be a group of people anyway that's going to start taking different options. Especially the ones that drive there because they're driving anyway, right? We need a positive trip, Adam. We need you to go have a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see... The thing is about this trip is we're bringing people who haven't been before. This is their first time, and so it's making me nervous going, how am I going to 
make them justify <laughs> love Disney if it's going to be a struggle to, you know, to get things that we want to do without having to wait. Because really what they have to compare it to right now is Six Flags. They've been there this summer twice, and they said in, in, to prep for Disney. And I was like, well. No, you got nothing to worry about then. Yeah. I hope so. Because, yeah, they talked about how bad the queues and everything were at Six Flags. And I'm like, well, Disney's are at least, you know, give you something to do. Most of them are covered. You know, you're not outdoors for all of it, most of them. So, I don't know. Hopefully it'll be good, but. The worst queuing experience I've ever had in my life was at Legoland, obviously, so. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yes. That's pretty bad when I say it's the worst I've ever had in my life, but that's pretty much what I can, of all the ones I remember, that's the worst queuing experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Uh, They were talking about waiting over an hour for food at Six Flags just to get food, you know. See, and that's probably a little bit to do with post-COVID, like Mm, Legoland was. Short staffed. That's the other thing. Yeah, everything short staffed. Yeah, but still, I mean, you don't I you don't go there anticipating like, okay, we're hungry. Well, we got to plan this two hours ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, I will yeah. say Disney's done a good job of not making it feel short staffed, even though they are obviously short staffed. Yeah, for the guests, yeah, they've done a good job there of uh, keeping everything still on a reasonable pace as far as you know getting things done i think disney's biggest problem in any of this area is the level of expectations they had raised prior to and so now people kind of have hard a hard time falling back a little bit which they didn't fall off very much i mean it's it's only noticeable if you've been there a ton well as far as disney goes we're still looking at doing something in october believe it or not be interesting wouldn't it yeah, it would be interesting. Of course, we would be staying off property if we do that because anything on property that's available is ridiculous. So yeah. if we do that, because we have friends that now lives in Jacksonville, they were talking about doing it, so we talked about going there together with them. We'll probably be doing that somewhere around our anniversary, actually. So, mm-hmm. You know what's funny is a lot of people are talking about going First time, or, or I'm just saying, like a lot of people I know are talking about going. They're like, "Hey, we haven't been. Do you want to like either go with us, or do you want to like give us some advice, or whatever?" But I've noticed a lot of people are that are first timers. Yeah, like first timers are interested in going this year, and I'm like, "You probably picked the worst time to go for the first like, time." But it's like first time and possibly last time. If yeah. <laughs> Because the 50th is going to be insane, and if they yeah. don't bring Fast Fest back and all this stuff, and it's just like, ugh, this could be like the worst time ever to go. But Well, see, at least if I were in in October for me, at least I know what to expect, and I'd, uh, my expectations are not going to be like super high as what I can do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that. Uh, there would only be a handful of things that's like I would have to do. Well, but yeah, agreed. Let's hope for a couple of good news and a good trip report from you, Adam. In the meantime, though, if you want to learn more about us or hit up our shop, how do you do all that? Well, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which we have our exclusive TWTM merchandise, including the Rafts or a Ride shirt. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. 
Uh, we do have a YouTube channel, which I have not really been updating much lately, but it does still exist, so please go out there and give it a, uh, a look. That is, you would just search for TWTM Podcast. And you can visit our website, which is travelingwithamouse.com. Email us podcast at travelingwithamouse.com and look for some more blog posts. I've been trying to get the time to do that, but look for more blog posts. So, for John and Adam, this is Jason, and this has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you'll join us on our next Premier Pass trip. Let's hope not. <laughs> Just regular old trip. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Chapek thinks that there's a little bit more in your bank account. Yeah. <laughs>